come from. Hi everybody, we're talking about cultural capital today. Um, the key questions that we're going to be discussing, what does cultural capital actually mean? What's making the biggest impact when we're teaching cultural capital? And what should cultural capital enable for a child and create for their future? So yeah, this is this is something from the speech therapy world, I'll be very honest, that actually up until oh, probably six months ago, I hadn't even heard of. Which, no, and when we started looking at it, um, obviously when it came in from Ofsted, sort of putting it in, making the changes and coming in, and we looked at it in practice, and actually, probably sort of for a lot of it, when me and Becky discussed about it, what we found is we're probably already doing it, aren't we? So, yeah. so if, if, I, if you could summarise, I don't know if, if, you, if this is you know, easy to do, but what would, how would you explain what cultural capital actually means? So cultural capital for us actually means the children are, are engaged, they're learning things that are, that perhaps um, they might have known a little bit about, but, but we're also extending that learning. So, so you're taking it that extra little bit further. So say we were just talking about, we just had a discussion about this, about um, plants that are grown in your garden. So, so what else could you do with it? Yes, that's a, that's a stinging nettle, but I wonder what else we could talk about with that. So if you get stung by a stinging nettle, we know that, you know, we can go and find a dot leaf. Well, we know that, but children don't know that. Some of them may know it, some of them are quite empowered and they may know it, but we know that. What, what else could we do with it? So it's known, so children might go, that's a stinging nettle, let's not go near it, it's going to sting us. But actually there's a whole piece of education around that stinging nettle that we could do. So for us, it's just taking that concept and sending it further and further and just exploring till the child really, really understands a concept. Yeah, and I suppose you're right, because actually we're really good at, at sort of showing children that we've listened and heard what they've said. So if a child goes, oh, it's a stinging nettle, you know, a good practitioner will go, oh, yes, it is a stinging nettle. Oh, we need to be careful. Nothing wrong with that at all. But it's now thinking, where can I take this next? What else can I do? But it's it's that sharing that moment and having that education in a very natural way it, it is and it's like we say everything is education so you know we could not write any plans whatsoever and we're following the child in the moment plans we would know exactly where that child was and where we were going because actually allowing that natural education of moving forward enables you to really listen to that child so like you say we would say oh yes it is a stinging nettle I wonder what else we could do with it you know we might need to put gloves on to pick it because we don't want to get stung by it but if we do get stung we can use the, the dot leaf how about if we put it in some warm water what happens to it you know there's nettle tea and then there's loads of, and there's so many rich experiences like that and we've got to remember that every piece of um, work we do with the child everything we're doing with them is education so we are teachers yes we care and we professionally love um, children but we are teachers and we're enabling their future so we have to get those sort of moments in and, and there is a little bit of sort of controversy about it being called um, cultural capital as well isn't it so yeah to me I think that that's I, you know I think it's a really unusual term I, I don't think it really explains or even gives a hint as to what it really is about I think as, as somebody that studied words for a living <laughs> I, I really, yeah, I find it frustrating, actually, if I'm honest, because it doesn't it doesn't give us any clue as to what it means. I, you know, I think it's quite misleading. And it's a term that's been around. If, if you if you want to sort of, we will pop a link on um, our website, which is www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk. Um, 
and there is a really brilliant article about it and you can see it sort of comes from the 1800s it's a word that's been around for a long time and it, and really it means social mobility but for us in practice we don't think about social mobility being anything to do with funds and monies and things like that so we we've worked a lot in the children's centers haven't we Bex? and you know we see parents giving um their children amazing lives and and using those experiences so you don't need any money to walk past a, a garden or be in a park and describe a flower you know or describe yeah. something that's happening yeah you know perhaps when you've got money you can have more experiences but if those experiences aren't valid and aren't actually sort of discussed through then you know then really they're not yeah. great experiences are they yeah. it's missed opportunities isn't it that's what yeah. it is and we are busy and we're you know going about our lives and it is taking that time and also thinking back to the stinging nettles it's also a really good opportunity to show children that adults don't know everything because i know that a stinging nettle stings but i don't know why it hurts i don't what's actually happening to my skin when it touches the nettle so then you can have that conversation with children about oh that does i don't know why that happens we need to find out where can we find that information because actually what we want to do we don't want to just tell children everything we want to show children that they skills to find information as well for themselves um going forward with their schooling is a really important skill but it also shows children that adults don't know everything because we don't so and we don't and, and we learn all the time you know like it's like i say again on the facebook page for thriving language yesterday we popped on um i think it's nora on food and she's absolutely amazing and she's probably about four or five and i learned so much so yesterday i learned that you could eat a daisy i didn't know that so that little girl has just empowered my sort of cultural capital hasn't she she's empowered my knowledge um i now know that so i don't know if i'm going to try and eat a daisy or not <laughs> yeah but actually it's amazing that you can and i've, yeah. I've made daisy change so that's something that then i can now talk about yeah. with the children and i would probably you know show them that video as well and say look at this little girl i wonder what else we can see and yeah. it brought back memories it really brought back memories so i was talking to um my brother and he was saying actually do you remember we had bread and butter when we were outside with with our mum who was um a really sort of naturalistic um teacher and really sort of fantastic at showing herself and we i was like yes i do and that bread and butter was actually hawthorn leaves and then we would drink the nectar from the honeysuckle so you can do that and it brings back all these memories and i think that's probably where for me that's where I've, I've sort of forged a love of outside and actually going yeah. and exploring yeah. so that's my bias I know when I'm teaching children I would much rather be outside yeah absolutely so, so actually that leads us on to one of our points which is what makes the biggest impact when teaching cultural capital and I think you've I think you've said it several times it's 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 not necessarily the adults it's the interaction that's because you were saying you've learned from that little girl on Facebook yeah uh, so actually it's it's listening being in the moment and and having that interaction with another person that quality interaction and that meaningful interaction and we can't we can't explain that enough so thinking about routines and things like that those routines really don't matter if what's what's happening is just a routine and it's just a thing like like beck said before it, it you, you know like you said it's missed opportunities isn't it yeah. it's like let that natural 
play happen and engage and then extend it from there you know that that is really what cultural capitalism and using those words as well that that you know we're sort of thinking oh do sort of do we know what that means does the child know what it's what it means and we like we said we had a little boy who um used the word exhausted and we were like oh we are exhausted we're really really tired and he's like tired tired exhausted is not tired and so he so he'd been starting to use all these words but actually he didn't he didn't know what they meant so so if we were ticking a box we would be saying really great use of language there wouldn't we you know he his vocabulary is amazing but yes he, he could say the words but he didn't have an understanding of what they meant so yeah that we could we could say that actually part of cultural capital is supporting children to to sort of link the vocabulary that they've heard with their real life experiences. Yes. Joining, like joining the dots, isn't it? Yes, it is. And then yeah, and the words putting it all together and seeing that in real life. Yeah, and then it, and extending that and seeing where could we where could we go next with it really? I mean that that sort of makes the sense, doesn't it? Really, it makes yeah. it understand. I hope that gives everybody a bit of an understanding. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Actually, we could talk all day about this. Couldn't we, we could. <laughs> we'll just give 10 minutes and also we we sort of must say that obviously at the moment we're we're all social distancing so we are recording our podcasts over the phone and through a microphone so i might sound a little bit louder and bex might sound a little bit quieter but bear with us we're still chatting and we're doing the same so i mean i think do we want to sort of um finish on you know what should cultural capital enable for a child and create for their future really yeah absolutely so I would I would say really you know if you're creating you're creating engaged people to work in a really creative independent way and understand that actually their thoughts and their words have meaning so and that that will enable cultural capital and if you think of self esteem and confidence in people that will definitely definitely enable that so what you want people to do is have their ideas um, understood and extended really and we just finished with our quote when we would say um, we would want the children to fly to believe and to challenge norms quite important to challenge some norms and think of others whilst being creative imaginative and empathetic so for us that's cultural capital absolutely see, see you later Hello.